Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports ASA weeknights from 6pm and uh, with me, Paul Bonzer. And tonight in the co-host chair, the Brownlow medalist himself and all-round good bloke, Adam Cooney Coons. Welcome back. Monday, and it is an extra happy Monday for you because you are a baseball fan and your boys <laughs> did it. And I believe I heard a couple of players being interviewed post-game and said that when they had to dig deep late in the innings that they they searched deep and they did it for bonds. So... Um, <laughs> That's such as not... the uh, su- such as the inspiration that you provide for the uh, Adelaide Giants, you've got your you've got your cap on there. I can see, and would have been a bumper weekend for you. Unfortunately, um, I don't think uh, you got invited to any post match celebrations because I believe we've got a special interview coming up a little bit later with we Nathan do. Davison from the pub, and everyone was invited who had anything to do with the Giants yeah. except yourself. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just a I'm just a watcher. Just a watcher, <laughs> just a, and, and just a super fan. Just a fan. That's all I am. But it was great to see the Adelaide Giants broke a forty-three year drought, and we'll talk about that very soon. BBL finals it was a great final. The Heat and the Scorchers, the nobodies in the Scorchers, as uh, the Western <laughs> Australian, the Western Australian papers uh, put up. So we might talk about that as well. Last week of the NBL was unbelievable. It went down to the last shot to see who was going to uh, make the playoffs which is crazy stuff in, it, in itself. Well, it was one point in it, wasn't it? It looked like no, Melbourne United might have snuck through there with that 11-point win, and then somehow the Wildcats did it again. What a franchise they are. Um, they're excellent, and they just snuck over the line to make it through. So knocked out United. Yep, which is uh, great for uh, Hutchie and his team. We should say that seeing he Yes, we, we, he I think us. we're contractually obliged <laughs> to say well done to Hutchie and his yes. team for uh, knocking out his, his old mob too, old Melbourne mob. United, which would have been a little bit sweeter for him too. But I do just have to apologise uh, straight up. My sure thing on Friday was uh, did the show with Miles Fitzner while you were at the NBL. Yes. Uh, my sure thing for Friday night was that the 36ers would get rolled and rolled convincingly by the Sydney Kings to continue their dismal season. So uh, straight up, I would like to apologise to everyone at the 36ers because they put in a pretty good weekend of basketball, it must be said. They got over the line yep. against Sydney and uh, looked like they might... Uh, win it against uh, United, but it wasn't to be. But uh, much improved weekend, albeit the last one for the 36ers. So I apologise for saying my sure thing was the 36ers to lose. Well, good good on you for doing that. And also, uh, your Kia top seven tonight, I'm looking forward to this. You've got your AFL match winners across the competition as to who are the guys that you want to win a match for you. 
Yeah, not an easy task well. either because there's some big-name players that uh, I've left out of the list because I'm just not sure where they're at and if they can still produce their best football in 2023. We'll get to that. And you can be part of the show as well, 0427 154 166. That's the text line. Or give us a call, 1300 736 736. Who are your match winners? Are you an Adelaide Giants fan? Did you like the BBL final? Are you a Sixers fan and you want to hang some stuff on Coons for saying they'd lose on Friday? Um, <laughs> it's, all, it's all part of the show and coming up. Let's get straight into it, Coons, the hot topic. Thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time, explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. All right, Adam Cooney, 43 years in the making. Let's have a listen to this. 43 years of history. Watch with intent. Swiss! Galloway Giants are the ABL champions of 2023. Amazing scenes. A championship generations in the making. A 43-year wait is over. The Claxton Shield is coming back to South Australia. Eric Bowner, one of our good friends here, and uh, he was calling that along with Craig Watts, former giant. Um, 43 years. It's a fair, fair ending of a drought. Uh, it's a fair drought. Uh, droughts are meant to be broken, and we've seen some some decent ones broken in the last sort of six or seven years in, in all sports, Leicester City and the Dogs, uh, Melbourne as well. So the Adelaide Giants now add to that mix. And I remember as a young lad when the, the Clipsal Giants used to play out at Norwood. Um, it was an awesome evening. My, my old man used to work um, at a sports store, so he used to get us some tickets every now and then. And back then they, they did struggle a bit, the, the Clipsal Giants, and I thought, well... Not sure they're ever going to get there, but proved us wrong on the weekend. Uh, took to game three, a massive crowd, sold out. So, um, yep. yeah, it was a, it was an incredible performance. Yeah, you could hear the through the through the audio there, just the excitement down there at West Beach. Uh, more than two and a half thousand people. They couldn't fit any more people in. Uh, they had crap. people on the back hill. Uh, sprinklers went on during the game as well, <laughs> so the people on the back hill uh, got a bit damp, but they didn't care. Uh, so they beat Perth Heat. 5-2 in Game 3 to take the title. Jordan McArdle was named MVP of the series, just 24 years of age and uh, got a massive future. And we hope he plays for the Giants for a long, long time. We'll be chatting later in the show to Nathan Davison, the GM, who is uh, down celebrating with the boys. How, how do you think he'll be? What, do you think he'll be in good spirits as the GM? What do you, Can you really let your hair down with the team, knowing that you've still got a few interviews to come up? Do, do you think he'll be in good spirits, jolly spirits, or oh, behaving be, himself? He'll be uh, showing some maturity, I think, and just, oh, just okay. going along okay. He, <laughs> he, he'll be composed over the phone. I'm not sure after he hangs up, though. <laughs> we'll get to him get later. A, get a bit crazy in the background, I think, at one stage. You've been involved in many droughts, Coons. <laughs> not, not personally, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about I'm, him. I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Usually, uh, usually pretty good with um, with with most droughts. Uh, I have been involved in a 
a long drought at the Western Bulldogs, which unfortunately, uh, when that drought came to an end, I was uh, in the back of a Hilux going and doing a lap of honour um, pre-game, which was, uh, in terms of rubbing salt into the wounds, yeah, that that stings a little bit because, as you as you know, I um, yes. played my last couple of years at the Bombers, decided to retire in 2016, and I always knew that I'd be out there um, on the last Saturday in September for the Western Bulldogs winning a grand final, it just so happened that I wasn't quite out there. I was on the boundary line doing a lap, waving at all the supporters <laughs> and sitting up in the crowd with uh, Scotty West and um, Tony Liberatore uh, while they were in tears uh, watching the boys win it. So, um, yeah, bittersweet memories for me with that drought. I think it was 20 years, uh, 83, West Adelaide in 2003 when I played in the grand final. For Westies against Centrals, that didn't go well that day either. Uh, so in terms of droughts, I've been involved in droughts, but just haven't been able to break any. That's okay. John from Port Augusta is on the line, wants to talk about the Adelaide Giants. Welcome to the Summer Edition of Sports Day SA, John. Yes, hello there, fellas. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember when the Adelaide Giants last saluted, unfortunately. <laughs> 43 <laughs> years ago. I can remember I can remember Grady and Chapel getting on TV and talking, because as we all know, He's a great baseball fan and loved his baseball and actually played for South Australia. His grandfather, Victor Richardson, was a freak, or I shouldn't say that, was a genius of a sportsman, played every sport under the sun and played it really well. And um, I'm bored of these blokes, Keith Stackpole. A lot of the cricketers have played baseball and, and played it pretty well. And um, I don't mind watching a bit of the game on Fox Sports during the winter. Um, you know, like uh, the American stuff and all the rest of it. Yep. I went play a realised the highest level and all the rest of it. But it's pretty bloody good. You're know, like, uh, yeah, I was wrapped in the boys winning. As I say, I remember when Ian Chappell got a man. He said, I, I, I hope that the the Giants win the um, Giants win the Premiership. It's about 1980, just before he went to Sydney to start working mm. for Channel Nine. So that's my memories of 1980, boys. Good on you, Johnny. Johnny from Port Augusta. They're very happy the Giants got Thanks, through. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Um, yeah, it's a long time ago, isn't it? 1980. So it's, it's funny though when you when you say 43 years, you sort of think, well, that must be back in the must be back in the 60s because it doesn't seem like it's the year 2023, does it? We're getting old, Vons. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit older than you too, so I'm getting very old. Uh, a couple of texts in as well. Um, we've got one here from Mario Maslin's Beach. What breed of pig should um, Mario buy for the farm, Coons? <laughs> it's, you know, I might put you on to my wife for this one. She is the expert in all things uh, when it comes to pigs. We've got uh, th- three pigs. I don't actually know which breed my pigs are. I know they're not miniature pigs because they're about 250 kilos, but um, uh, any, any pig's a good pig, Mario. They're great pets. Just don't eat them, please. Oh, Bacon. One of my favourite foods. No, uh, don't say here, that. Another text here. Afternoon, boys. Just your thoughts on the sample W top four and the players to watch for 2023. Well, well, the sample W is only just around the corner. Um, and I think probably North Adelaide is, is still the team to beat. They, they won it last year. Sturt had a very good team. Um, um, Roger Rashid's daughter, she's a bit of a superstar in the uh, coming up. So she playing in the SNFLW? Yeah, she plays for Sturt. Um, kicked an unbelievable check side goal uh, from the pocket at Norwood in the grand final last year. 
She was too Very young nice. for the for the draft, so she's still got another year. I think one year, maybe one, maybe two years before she's back in or be able to be drafted and into the AFLW. But, uh, he's a, is he a mad? He's a port man, isn't he, Roger Rashid? I believe he's a yep. He's a mad keen Port Adelaide supporter, so it'd be nice um, to see his his girl go there. Sinead Goody from the Eagles is an absolute talent, and she's she's one to watch. I've seen her play a couple of times, but that. The Sample W kicks off, I think, in uh, maybe next weekend. It's very soon. It's, if it's not next really? weekend, it's a weekend after. Yeah, it's not that far away. But um, do you? Uh, what, what did you think of the AFLW timing of the season this year? So they, I know that one of the main reasons and factors as to why they wanted to change the season was the heat at this time of year. It hasn't been. Uh, an incredibly hot summer. No, um, all around the country, its uh, temperatures have been down. They, and I mean, I, I like to see the AFLW have its own sort of clear air and Agreed. clear space. I understand that this time of year can get um, pretty tough in terms of conditions, but I think it's better to grow the game at this time of the year than than start the season uh, when they did this year because it sort of got got a little bit washed with the, with men's competition and some other sports around. So imagine, I mean, on the weekend, I would have watched three or four games. AFLW if it was if it was on so um, I, I, yeah, did, I think it's probably a missed opportunity yeah I did like it leading into the men's season but uh, anyway that's where it is at the moment we can't change that we're only a couple of blokes on the radio uh, <laughs> after the break um, coming up on the show the Kia top seven Coons's AFL match winners and later we will speak to the championship winning general manager of the Adelaide Giants Nathan Davidson this is the summer edition of Sports Day SA you're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer and Adam Cooney with you on this beautiful Monday in Adelaide. Uh, just before the break, we had a text from James about the Sample W competition. I can confirm it does start next Friday, Coons, the 17th of February. Friday night at Norwood Oval. Norwood take on reigning Premier's North Adelaide. And then there's three games on the Saturday as well. So just a week away for the girls. Friday night footy, perfect way to kick off the competition. Hopefully, with no other footy being played, uh, there's plenty more eyeballs uh, on the games coming up for them. Yeah, I think uh, North Adelaide will be hard to beat again. Uh, I think Glenelg will be around the mark. Sturt, South Adelaide. And, like, you just don't know like because things change so quickly in the girls' game. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But that happens next Friday. Kicks off at Cooper Stadium out there at Nord. And um, you can be part of the show just like James was and Mario. 0427 154 166. Coons is about to give us his top seven AFL match winners. So maybe who's who's the guy that on your team that can win a match for you? And we are just uh, looking after this show for David Woody and Malcolm Blight, who will be back just before the start of footy season. They're <laughs> three or four weeks away. They're still on holidays. Not bad, are they? They'll be back probably a day before the season starts, given the Bigger and better. Ma- Malcolm Blight's contract status. He negotiates pretty well, Malcolm. Time for your top seven. Thanks to Kia. Progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. Sports Day SA. It's the final countdown. On Cruise 
1323 and 1629 SENSA. All right, Coons, top seven AFL match winners. This is not an easy task, it no, must be not. said. I've got uh, some apologies. Can I do that before do that I first. bring do, my seven up? Yeah, do okay. the apologies. I'd like to say sorry to Isaac Heaney, Clayton Oliver, Max Gorn, wow. Tom Papley, and uh, Charlie Cameron, who all didn't make my wow. top seven, but could Must easily be. be in there. All of them. It is a, it's a cracker. It's uh, tough to go past this seven. Uh, coming in at number seven is uh, my former teammate and midfield maestro, Marcus Bontempelli. He's a dual threat, can go forward. If he just sorts his so goal kicking out. Sorry. So there's six better blokes than the Bont. There's six better than the Bont that right. I've chosen okay. as, match, as match winners. And the yes. only reason he's not higher is because he needs to kick more goals. Uh, this guy has no problems kicking goals, coming in at number six, and will go to a new level again in 2023, Shy Bolton. He is a star of the game, verging on top ten in the AFL. Uh, and I think uh, he'll, he'll crack it this year. Uh, he can win games off his own boot. As can this guy, coming in at number five, uh, Demons Premiership player. Played pretty well in the grand final too, Christian Petrarca. He and talk about dual threats. He can finish in front of goal. He can get it 30, 35 times a game and then go forward and kick you a couple of goals. So incredibly hard to match up on. Coming in at number four, somewhat controversially, I've put him ahead of Petrarca, and that's Jordan Degoe from the Pies. I just think that he has every attribute to tear a game and the competition apart. If his body holds up and he stays out of uh, Bali nightclubs, I think um, he's one of the best players in the competition. Agreed. And again, midfield forward, he's equally as dangerous. This guy is like a fine red wine. He just gets better and better with age. Number three, Tom Hawkins. I don't know how he still does it. He's uh, a few years well, He's probably nearly my age, I think. He'd be 35, 36. Yes. Go, tr- trains just about every session too still down at the Cattery. He's got a foot problem at the moment. But if I am look searching for a full forward to kick the footy to and it's a one-on-one, he just about beats everyone in the competition inside 50. And he's still in really good form. And he's a high assist player too, so he's very unselfish. Number two, do you want to debate that? Are you happy with that? I'm very happy with that. Excellent. On Two is Charlie Kerno, King Charles. Uh, he is a freak, and the way that he's come back from his knee injury is nothing short of what I call a miracle because I had fears that he would um, start playing like me after my knee injuries. But uh, he tore the competition to shreds, and he's a match winner. Number one, the best player in the competition for me and, and has been um, certainly last year and could do it again this year. Um, talk about a dual threats uh, in the forward line, Tom Hawkins, and this man, Jeremy Cameron. I love the way he plays his footy. He's super fit dominates time trials, gets right up the ground, loses his opponent and then pushes back. He's capable of going in centre bounce as well, does some work at the half-back line and then sprints forward and uses his elite tank to break down defenders. And he is the best player in the game and he is a match winner. He's my number one. Not a bad top seven. Not a bad top seven. I still think the Bont's a little high. So uh, we'll go through them. In seventh, uh, Bontepelli, then six, Bolton, Five, Petrarca. Four, Dugowie. Three, Hawkins. Two, Kerno. And number one, Jezza Cameron from the Cats. What about Dusty? Is it, is it worth a discussion about Dustin Martin to see how he can play this year? Can he get back into the top seven? You didn't seven? even give him a mention, did you? Uh, well, I thought I had, to, I had to bring him in somewhere. He's played reasonably well in some big games in the past. Um, reasonably well? Yes. 
in a grand final or two. <laughs> or three. <laughs> he's, um, he might be a bit unlucky to not be in that top seven. Maybe he's number eight. He might prove me wrong. He might. Well done, Coons. You did your homework well there. I, uh, I like all of that. All right, uh, coming up on the show, Nathan Davidson from the Adelaide Giants. And be part of the show. Text in 0427 154 166. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA with me, Paul Bonza, and Adam Cooney, the Brownlow medalist and all-round good bloke. Um, Coons, uh, people can be part of the show. There's been some good texts in tonight, 0427 154 166. That's the text line. Give us a call, 1300 736 736. If you want to be part of the show, you want to add to Coons' list of the top seven match winners in the AFL. We just want to talk about something else. We're here for you. Tom, go oh, I, I certainly hope that um, this one doesn't go up on the socials because I don't know if you've ever um, uh, criticised a, a Richmond player or spoken about uh, Richmond as a team uh, and, and it's been put on social media bonds, but generally the, the Tigers supporters get a little bit prickly if you don't uh, involve their players in a list or if you say anything that may be deemed slightly negative about their club. They come for you and they well, come thick and fast. So might have to turn my mentions off Twitter a bit later on tonight. you got Bolton in there. I've got Chai Bolton in there. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. He can be the, the Dustin the Martin replacement. So there can, there, there's the love for <laughs> Richmond Tigers fans. Time for Lost in the Wash. The New Year's uh, new Year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. We are talking basketball and we're going to talk about what an amazing final round of NBL, Adam Cooney. Um, the 36ers get the win against Sydney on Friday night that you said they couldn't do. 115-108. Antonius Cleveland is my favourite player by a mile. Yeah, it was huge, wasn't he? 23 points, including the dunk of the year. Did you see the dunk? Yeah. It was... uh, I saw uh, most of that game and I was thinking, oh boy, surely Sydney can get over the top of him here. I'm going to look like an absolute fool, but Antonius Cleveland, what a star. Yeah, and you obviously had the watching the TV with the my my commentary over the top. Is that what you did? Absolutely. Yeah, I right. synced it Good. up uh, perfectly to listen to your <laughs> dulcet tones. Uh, so then they had to beat Melbourne, the 36ers, by 21 points, and Perth had to lose for them to make the finals. That didn't happen. It was a long shot. Uh, they played Melbourne on Sunday. In the first game on Sunday of a double header, 36ers lost by nine points, which meant the Wildcats needed to beat Sydney by 11 points to knock Melbourne out of the playoffs. <laughs> it was an incredible final weekend of NBL. Given that, that now they've got the, the play-in tournament yeah. where um, the, the sixth team can, can get in, it was it really came down to the wire. It was a great idea for those in the in the first place to, to get it rolling. And uh, I thought Melbourne United were home for a brief few minutes there and then the Wildcats came after it. But yeah, they, you, you can't write off Perth at any stage. Well, the Wildcats got out by about 20 at one stage and looked easily home 
And then DJ Vasiljevic for the Kings came back and hit some big buckets, which he can do. Um, and the Wildcats beat the Kings by 12 points to make the playoffs by a point. One point in it One over point. the whole season. A free throw. That's all it was. Yeah. And Vasiljevic had the final shot of the game to try and put Sydney, well, trying to knock the Wildcats out and uh, miss the shot. And the rest is history, as they say. So now, um, and New Zealand did well to, to finish in second position after yeah, Cairns looked yeah. to have cemented that spot in there for majority of the season, really. So so one and two have a little spell, and then it's uh, three four versus five six. Yep. So um, Thursday night through there. Yeah, Thursday night, South East Melbourne played Perth in Melbourne at, thir- at six o'clock, and then eight thirty on Thursday night, Cairns play Tasmania to see who advances. So. Yeah, it's a tight, it's a tight tussle, and I can't wait for the final series. Yeah, and, and Tasmania, what a, uh, an incredible team that they've been over in their their short uh, tenure in the competition. Coach uh, Scotty Roth has, has got them uh, playing an amazing brand of basketball and got the whole state of Tasmania involved and behind them. So they're only in their second season in the NBL and already doing great things after making a grand final last year and now finishing fourth this year. I was. Uh Within half an hour, Keynes, within half an hour of entering into the Adelaide Entertainment Centre on Friday night, I got told three things, and I'll share these things with you. The first thing was that Kai Soto is not coming back to the 36ers. He won't come He's back out. to the NBL. And that was the story the following day, so it's made mm-hmm. public. I also heard that Antonius Cleveland was definitely being... Uh, was coming back? Was coming back for the second Ooh, year of his good. contract. So, and that, and that was announced today, about an hour or so ago. The other rumour I got told was that Coach CJ Bruton has been, has got a very big offer to go coach in China next season. Really? I don't know if it's true. It's just a rumour. Well, your first two rumours seem two to are on be the money. spot on. So, so well, let's see if you've got sure. the, uh, see if you get the trifecta there. Well, he hasn't, um, he hasn't had the easiest of uh, starts to his coaching career at the 36ers. No, he... Last year wasn't great, and then this year the, the trouble at the start of the season and just didn't quite get it together. And if it's a big money offer coming from China, it's going to be hard to turn down. Well, last year he had a team he didn't put together, and then this year he put together a team and... It fell apart just, early. It just didn't, yeah, it just didn't go quite right for CJ. So, yeah, whether that pans out in the next sort of few weeks... We'll wait and mm, see, right. but you heard it here first on the summer. Breaking news from uh, from the bonsai. Yes, yes. We'll, like uh, it. we'll see. Um, let's talk some cricket. The BBL final was on, and the final few overs sounded a little bit like this. Comes in, bowls, Conley hits it hard and high in the air. That's a mighty blow. That's six. Oh, where'd that come from? Cooper Conley. Nessa to Hobson. Full toss. He's hit it hard, he's hit it high, and he's hit it for six. And that could be the game. So three runs, four balls, Nessa Bolster Hobson, full toss again, and that's the game. The Scorchers have won their fifth BBL title. Hobson and Conley throw their bats away, and they're greeted by their teammates who have just done a beeline for the two young bucks who have saved the Perth Scorchers. 
Bit of Lajos Echo in the game on SEN Cricket. They win their fifth BBL title, the Scorchers, in front of 53,886 people. Not a bad crowd. Oh, it was a huge crowd and it was a stinking hot day too. I was talking, they had the, um, the thermometer out at one stage, the, the thermo gun out <laughs> on the pitch, and it was it was mid-40s out there at one stage. So got great effort from the 53,000 that, that turned up. And in the first over, when the Heat were batting, they should have been three for none. It was uh, one of those overs where you just thought, well, everything went Brisbane's way. It ended up being three fours. Should have been caught at gully, I think, on, on three yes. occasions. They didn't put a man in there. And you just sort of thought, well, all the headlines uh, about them being nobodies, uh, they've put all the pressure on Perth, and then they've got away to sort of 14 or 15 in the first over, and they're away from there. I sort of thought, well, it might be Brisbane's night. They might just get lucky. But um, it ebbed and flowed, as most T20 games do, but uh, Perth to, to get it done late and uh, we've unearthed uh, a young star of the game in, in Cooper Connolly. Have you heard of Cooper Connolly before the final? Did you know I who he was? I don't think too many people out of uh, outside of the Perth Scorchers had heard of Cooper Connolly. What, he, had he played one game he prior played to one this, game, or was it a couple? Uh, a couple of games, but he'd only faced 11 balls. So yeah. he had one innings, faced 11 balls. Well, he, he smacked two crucial sixes to basically get Perth uh, over the line. So uh, he'd be the uh, the Prince of Perth uh, over the next few days, Cooper, and uh, well-deserved. He had a pretty good day, a pretty good 24 hours or 48 hours, because the next day they signed him for another two years at the Perth Scorchers. Well, it's good work by his manager while he was out partying and enjoying himself to just ring up the uh, GM of the Scorchers and say, listen, uh, you want to sign up my boy for a couple of years? He's hot right now. Yeah. So an extra two-year extension. Uh, it was great to see a young player. And also Nick Hobson, um, mild-mannered accountant, uh, just got the job done as well, hit the two boundaries in the final over to get them across the line. Um, Ashton Turner, the skipper, they, they were in a bit of trouble, the Scorchers, when Ashton Turner came in and he – Batted beautifully. He was a class above anyone else on the night. He made 53 off 32 deliveries before getting run out. Well, that was the moment where you thought, well, maybe the game's going to turn the uh, the Ashton Turner run out. But uh, he was pretty cool after he got run out too. He wasn't too demonstrative with his teammates, kept him calm and uh, eventually uh, steered the, the ship home. So, yeah, a great leader is Ashton Turner because I think I would have probably thrown my bat after getting run out, after putting together a nice innings like that. Well, and... News came out today that he said to Nick Hobson as he's walking off the oval, you're a gun, you can do this, take us home. After he so, just run yeah, him out. After he just run him out. So what sort of said, listen here, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but what sort of leadership does that show? That, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it is. To be able to stay calm in that sort of situation where you're probably thinking you've got one hand on the trophy and the, the, the other hand is on the Man of the Match award to be run out and then have the composure to pump up your teammate to steer the team home is uh, pretty good leadership. They're getting a little bit boring, though, the Scorchers, aren't they? They There's just too keep much. winning titles. Too sure, much winning. Sure, they can share it around. Uh, I just want to share this little bit of audio from Tom Stewart of the Cats. I think over the next maybe two to three weeks, we'll have a, a pretty honest discussion with some people. And um, obviously, it's a, it's a process that the club won't take lightly. He, he did it his way. And if I get a chance, I'll do it my way. Um, if the group thinks I'm the man for the job, then I'll take it with both hands and give it everything i got. He's talking about captaining the club. Is Tom mm. Stewart the man to captain the Cats? 
I'd like to see Paddy Dangerfield captain the Cats. I just still think he's still got some pretty good footy ahead of him. He's a natural leader. Um, he commands respect from the group um, and would enjoy the role. I don't know if Tom Stewart would, wants the role or um, if he's the man better suited than Paddy Dangerfield, but he, he just seems like the natural guy to do it for maybe one one or two years and then um, one of the younger players can, can take over. So, yeah, Paddy Dangerfield, number one for me. Tom Stewart, not far away because uh, everything he does is first class also, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting. With that? Who, do, who do you think? Um, I, don't, I like Stewart as a footballer. I really like him. He's one of my favourite footballers, uh, but... You make a lot of sense when you say it's probably Dangerfield that sort of takes the role for the next couple of years, don't you think? It's just easy. I think it's an easy transition for the Cats to make. Maybe win one more flag and I think Paddy would be pretty happy if he was a uh, premiership captain. Yeah. Um, other news today, lost in the wash. Uh, Kyrie Irving's changing clubs just for something different. He's been traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith and a first-round pick um, in... Uh, 2029. Is he LeBron going? Couldn't get him. Is he going well, to the, Dallas to upset the Mavericks as well? Well, he upsets everyone wherever he goes, Kyrie. And LeBron, I think, tried his best to get him over to the Lakers and didn't succeed. So uh, I think LeBron's a bit heartbroken about that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. He is uh, a unique talent and a unique hum- human being as well. No doubt about that. Flat oh, earther. I'm looking forward to this, Coons. Our next guest is brought to us by Tyre Power. Big holiday sale. It's on now with 25% off selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. From the championship winning Adelaide Giants, it's their general manager, Nathan Davison. Davo, welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Thank you, fellas. Great to be here. Now, firstly, uh, a massive win. Uh, 43 years, you end a drought. Has it all sunk in yet? Absolutely not, no. We've <laughs> watched the replay, I think, four times already. We're trying to make it sink in, but uh, I've been on the wrong end of it many times, so this is definitely a much better feeling. <laughs> it sounds like everyone's having a pretty good day in the background there. Where do you uh, find you and your team at the moment? Yeah, we're, we're beachside in the West, mate. We're lucky enough to be uh, at, a, at a pub and, and the boys are just sort of reminiscing, telling some war stories about how it all played out. And a lot of cheering when good things happen in the game with the replay. And, uh, man, it was pretty tense. I, I must admit, my heart rate still goes up a little bit even watching the replay. It's amazing. <laughs> because, uh, it was a really tight tussle and two really good teams. So... Pretty exciting finish to the season, mate. So we're all really pumped. Yeah, and I imagine it may have been a large evening leading into today. So have, have you still got the full squad assembled there or have you had a few drop away? <coughs> mate, you, you guys would have been around it long enough to know that you don't always get 100% patronage, I think, at these sort of days. <laughs> but uh, they normally float in and out during the day. Yeah, we've got most blokes here. One of the guys, poor old Nick Ward, who had a fantastic year, had to fly out this morning about 11 and... Uh, I'm sure he's uh, having a rough plane ride too, but uh, Ooh, yeah. he does have a championship under his belt, so I'm sure he'll be fine. All right, Perth, let's talk about the series. Perth got off to a fast start in game one. You guys got off to a pretty good start in game two and, and won it pretty convincingly. Did you, as the GM, go in with confidence to game three? And, and how was the playing group before game three? Well, yeah, it was, it was definitely some tension. That was, uh, it was an interesting vibe, but if you'd have told me before the start of the season that we'd go into game three 
of the Championship Series with one of our best young pitchers on the mound at home with a packed crowd, we would have said, yeah, we'll take it. So we've sort of had that sort of attitude about it, that it's sort of meant to be. Um, and then we came out, we fell behind early, which uh, put a bit of a win in the sails. But Jordy McArdle, our captain, hit a home run to tie the score up in the third inning straight away, uh, maybe the second inning, and uh, and got us on our way. And then after that, as I said, the tension was high the entire rest of the game, and we got some runs late. But, uh, yeah, the feeling was great, and uh, and it remained that the whole time. It's still great. People, people are pumped to be watching it. Was there any doubt that crept in after Perth got out to that two-zip lead early? Yeah, oh, don't worry. It was in my head, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure it was in. It's in... There's so much downtime in baseball, you get a chance to think about every possible scenario. And just talking to the guys today and hearing them relay their different viewpoints of it's one of the one of the great things about our game. But we, we, we knew that we had to come back really quickly and Geordie put a really good swing on one and hit a home run, as I said, with the, and sent the crowd going crazy. And then after that, it, uh, there was a little bit of an air of confidence, actually, after that, once we got 3-2 up and then our bullpen's been our strength all year, and the relievers put up seven zeros in a row for the last seven innings, which was just incredible. So um, full credit to them. And, uh, and uh, it was, yeah, it was very exciting, relieving to, to have that final out, mate. Unfortunately, I didn't get down to see it live, but I was watching the whole game. Um, just what I noticed in the end of the game, how quiet the crowd went. You must have had more than, I guess, 2,500 people there but how quiet they went between pitches, especially the last three pitches uh, when Van Steensel was trying to close it out. Mate, you've, you've given me goosebumps, even reminded me about it, to be honest with you. And it was like we are at a tennis match, to be honest with you. You know, the crowd went bunter and crazy when something happened. And then just as the action was about to happen, because it was so tense, everyone just, you're right, you could hear a pin drop. It was amazing. And then... Uh, and then when we won, they just went berserk, and they were so supportive. We had the best crowds in the ABL by far, um, super support from our ownership, and they were all there, and it was uh, it was a, a really cool feeling. And after 43, I'm actually really happy we don't have to talk about 43 years anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's only been one day now, so let that uh, sink in, and hopefully, as you said, it hasn't sunk in yet, but I'm sure it will over time. Let's talk about that man you mentioned earlier, Geordie McArdle. Smacked a two-run homer to get you guys back in the game. He was named the series MVP. Just talk to us about him, uh, his year as a player, and how much he's grown as a leader. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head right there as we... We, we just It was a bit of a throwaway line early. I think I did an interview right at the start of the year and said, this guy's the closest thing we have to a captain. And from that second that I said it, then the guys called him the captain. And um, <laughs> and he really did accept that leadership role. And then you can lead by example and you can lead by what you, what, what you taught. But he hit in eight runs. He hit three home runs. It was just it was a superhuman performance by him. And it's great to have it. He's only a 24-year-old young leader that we've got, but an Australian guy doing so well is uh, uh, full credit to him. He's had he's had a rough ride, and we've all supported him. And uh, and it's great that he's come out this end. And he's battling today. He's been up all night, I think, the big seller, and he's been on <laughs> plenty of interviews and stuff. Uh, someone in the crowd bought him a captain's hat from a ship, so he's wearing that around the place. That's so uh, very it's nice. Pretty funny. Fantastic. What about Tank, uh, the coach, Chris Adamson? How was he after the game, and how's he travelling at the moment? Yeah, he's a total champ. He, uh, he's got a sore head, that's for sure. But uh, i tell you what, um, winning hangovers are better than losing ones. That's for damn sure. I know that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's, a, he's a great leader, too, of these guys. And we, talk, we, we t- identified we need to change the culture of what we're doing. And he was a big 
proponent of that, and it's because of what he does and how he leads them and how he communicates that our team gets along so well. And uh, you can tell by so many people wanting to get around it. He's uh, he's going okay. He heads back to the states in a couple of days, so uh, it's only a couple of short days for him to celebrate, and then uh, then he'll be out of here and go and do his work in the in the winter over there at the Phillies. So when the celebrations do die down, you'll get together with your team and, and obviously try and work out now how to capitalise on this victory and, uh, and spread and, and get some more participation numbers throughout the game. So what could this do for baseball in South Australia? Yeah, I think it's been a long time coming and, and I guess you've got to continue to focus on the, the process without getting too cliched, but it's a great opportunity to show young people that they can get into a sport that can give them a chance to play on the national stage and next month is the World Baseball Classic which is the biggest baseball tournament in the world it, it starts in Japan and Taiwan and ends up in Florida and uh, and it just helps continue to push the story that baseball's a sport that can that can take you plenty of places we've got great participation numbers, we're just sneaky and we're, we go under the radar a little bit but the quality of people and player that we get out here in the Australian Baseball League is fantastic. Guys go onwards to the big leagues from little old Adelaide. So it's a story we'll keep telling, and all the guys want to come back and play again. Now, obviously, it's easy to say that when we've won, but uh, they want to be here in Adelaide. They love the environment. We train during the day. They hang out together. They play golf together. They eat and drink together. They have a great time, and it's just somewhere that people want to be. I was just going to ask you that question about the roster. You obviously work very hard pre-season to put together a winning roster. You did that. You've won the whole title. Uh, is it easier now because you've won to think to bring most of these guys back next season? Yeah, I, I think um, oftentimes winning can cover up cracks. So what, what we want to still do is keep pushing and make sure that we're going to capitalise on this and get the best quality of people and player that we can get. So there's going to be a few guys that don't come back and we'll be able to identify what sort of spot we can fill. But for me, the biggest, most encouraging part of it is that we've got Australian talent that wants to be here. And the more and more I hope the Australian baseball steers itself towards being actually that, that we have more Australian players playing. And, and that's, you know, your previous questions around, that's what we want to identify, the pathway for the Aussies to come in there and play professional sport. So the big question... You had the MVP on-field, Geordie McArdle. Uh, who has been the MVP off-field uh, since post-game celebrations began? I can hear there's a bit of well, raucous in the background. There's a bit going on back there. Who's that? There is a little bit. They're, they're totally aware that there's some interviews going on, that's for sure. And uh, <laughs> I, I think Geordie might have the, the daily double. He might have been the oh, best on-out nice. off the field. So <laughs> it's a big rap for the leader. But leadership's a learning place. Someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, Nathan, you couldn't put all the season together. I know you've got a great staff behind you, including... Eric Bowner, who's been very good to us with giving us players and the coach and in, for interviews um, and invites to games, which we appreciate greatly. Um, bit of a hats off to your staff. Oh, mate, they've been fantastic. And like, I know it sounds cliche, but we, we try to live and breathe it, and it's one thing to say, but we bring good people in. We've got guys that travel and pay their own money to come from America to come and work for us. The staff we've got all contribute and are on the same page. And if they're not, they're found out. And they, they're here drinking with us today too. And that's not, not that I'm advocating drinking, of course. Some of them are having coach, I'm sure. But um, they're, they're here having fun and enjoying this, this period of time with us. So it's, uh, 
they're as much a part of them as volunteers and all that kind of thing. It, it's, we wouldn't run without them. So we include them. Baseball's a great game where you can be inclusive and, and even during the game you get, a, get access to people. And, uh, and we try and live and breathe that. Davo, thanks for your time. Congratulations once again. And I uh, hope you enjoy the next few days, maybe a few weeks. No doubt we will. Thanks, Riddle. <laughs> thanks, mate. Nathan Davidson, the GM of the Adelaide Giants, the championship-winning Giants. It was an enthralling contest. And, Coons, when I mentioned about the silence in those last three pitches, like there's 2,500 and there is not not, not a breath being taken. <laughs> it was unbelievable, the, the, just the silence and the roar when the third strikeout came, it was, yeah, completely over the top and congratulations yeah. to all involved. Yeah, amazing crowd, uh, sellout, and no doubt they helped uh, the Adelaide team get over the edge in the end. So uh, well done to the Giants, and I love that. I love to hear everyone in the background celebrating, all staff involved uh, in the celebrations as well because, as Nathan mentioned, it's, uh, it doesn't take just the picture and uh, Geordie McArdle smacking home runs. It takes a, a collective, and you mentioned people coming from, from overseas, paying their own way. It's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's magic to see that they've won and they're all enjoying together. Yeah, it's amazing. It was a great uh, great weekend for the Adelaide Giants, breaking a 43-year drought. Uh, we've broken the drought for this show. Uh, another, It's come to an end again, Coons. Thank you for your company today. Been a pleasure, as usual, Bonds. I'm just... Uh, are you devastated that you didn't get the invite down to the Giants' celebrations? Um, no, well, too busy. Too busy. Got to come here with you, <laughs> too, don't I? <laughs> too much on. You'll, you'll head out the front and wait, wait for them to leave and get some autographs later, will you? I've got the cap on today. That's about it. <laughs> it's a good-looking cap, too. Yeah, it is. I like that. It is. Or I'll see if I can get you one. Coons, thanks a lot. And uh, thanks for listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. 